This is the Coach Gary Radio Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back in. Jason Green is here with me. Jason, we have a new quarterback two or quarterback three, however you want to say it. I don't know. Listen, people are it's, – it's the backup quarterback in Philadelphia, so people are making a big deal out of it because for some reason we just are obsessed with backup quarterbacks. I see it as a, as a non-story, an insurance policy, and a young guy that you brought in that could win you some games – if the worst thing that could possibly happen happens, and that Jalen Hurts getting hurt, Jason, what do you think? What, what's your takeaway of the Gardner Minshew trade? That's just it's it's classic Philly. We talk about this every week, and it's the crazy Philly media just it's they just overdo everything. Minshew last year won one game, that was it. He won one game, and it was week one, and that's usually the you know we all we all watch the NFL. It's the toughest game to evaluate. Everyone's on a long break. You really don't know what you have in teams, and they stole a game from the Colts in week one. We the thing is that we also talked about last time is that if Jalen Hurts gets hurt, right? We didn't want to see Joe Flacco play. No, so it kind of but, solves that issue. But we we also didn't want to win. Like we kind of like I don't want anybody. Like, I don't want a no name at all because Minshew has a little term to him. Minshew mania was a thing in Jacksonville, and it if sure you, was. And if you bring that over to Philadelphia, he wins a couple games. You know how fast this kind of city can be captivated by well, something again, just like man we talked about it. Just just talk. We talked about it last week, Nick Foles. Now, there was people arguing that, you know, there's not going to be people, you know, clamoring for Gardner Minshew here because if that, let's do the scenario right where Hertz goes out. Maybe he wins the first game. And he struggles in the second two into the third. He's struggling into the second half. A hundred percent people are call, calling for Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I, I like, you know, that's going to be it's an thing. interesting move because I don't think anybody would be calling – that's where we agree. Like, I don't think anybody in Philadelphia, even in Philadelphia, would be calling for Joe Flacco if the Eagles started oh, one I mean, four. let's – hold on a second. After week one of the preseason, we were calling for Joe there – was, there was a faction right. of Eagles fans calling for Joe Flacco. But but you understand, like, it's going to be a lot more for Minshew yes. now than it is, I, would be for Flacco. So, I think you're right. I like to believe – now, these Eagles fans and Philadelphia fans in general, they tout themselves as the smartest fans out there. And it's backed up by national media sometimes. They're like, oh, the Philadelphia fans are so well-informed. I don't think, I don't think well-informed and smartest fans are always the right thing. And I think passion gets in the way a lot of this. I know for so it's it's an it's an interesting thing because we just watched a quarterback struggle with you bringing in a high-profile backup when Wentz Wentz was Wentz was here. Foles wins. They bring Foles back. I'm sure Wentz wasn't overly happy with that, but you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. And then they finally let Foles go and they draft the quarterback in the second round. So anyone who does anyone who tries to blame last year's situation fully on Carson Wentz as well, he should be a little bit tougher. I mean, it's tough when you sign a contract, you single-handedly put a team on your back, take him to the playoffs, obviously gets hurt in that like first drive, but it, it affects the psyche of a player. Psyche of a player is a real thing, and mental health is a real thing. Mental health is hot in the streets. Everyone talks about it. Do you think Jalen Hurts is just more equipped? And do you think it's not as much of a profile with Hurts come? I mean, I'm sorry, with Minshew coming in than it would be with when Hurts came with Wentz? But do you think the dynamic's different? Or do you think this is definitely a mental check on Jalen Hurts? I'll say that Jalen Hurts, I don't want to say more mentally tough. I feel like that term is like, you can't really, it's hard to tell if someone's more mentally tough than someone else. I'm not going to throw that I'll say that. I think he has a mentality of somebody who Mm. isn't, I, I don't know if it's not phased, but I think he is more apt to be able to deal with adversity. No, I think but I, I would, I would, I think a lot of people would agree yeah. with that too. 
But if you look at the different situations, Carson Wentz won everything in North Dakota State, right? They were the best team in the country for their division, right? right? And he comes in day one. And he listen, he was basically a starter from day one. They, it, they tried to act yeah, like was he wasn't. Weird situation. And then they, they, they tried to act like he wasn't. They traded Sam Bradford. Jalen Hurts. Balls not, on Chase Daniel to be upset about not being in the starter. As a true freshman, it is not, it is not easy to win the Alabama job as a true freshman, which he basically did. Then he gets benched for another phenom freshman comes back in, in and the national the championship. Season. Yeah. In the national championship. Come what? Well, I think it was the sec championship. He got benched and he got benched yeah, in the national right. championship. Like, and then he came back. It was in a the high SEC profile game where they sat him down. I know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. They sat him the national championship, but then Tua got hurt. Comes back in the sec championship game. The next year doesn't even play, brings him back. And then he transfers to Oklahoma, another big time program. And from day one is the yep. leader. Like, I don't know and how is a Heisman finalist there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much more character or mentally, you know, you have to be than what he is. You know what I mean? Like, and then he wasn't given the job in day one in Philly and he worked and he was, he was rewarded when he had his chance. You know what I mean? He didn't. I mean, he got his chance because of how poorly the other guy played. And that's, that's, I'm not going to talk about, we're not going to play revisionist history on last year. Last year is last year. All I want to do is go to turn the page and look at this year, which is an exciting year. It should be an exciting year, but I feel like sometimes systemically the Eagles like to bring in a talking point and I blame the fans for it. I blame the fans for making it such a talking point because you get the sports radio stations and you get the beat writers who put out this stuff and it, it, it drives calls and it drives conversation. And the conversation is probably a meaningless conversation because if we looked at this in black and white, it was probably Howie saying, hey, I'm going to trade a six-round pick, which has a low hit rate, for a guy who's proven that he can at least play a little bit at the most position, most important position in sports. Mm-hmm. Ensure your backup. I know John Barcher would be saying the two-quarterback system is coming. I, I don't believe that's coming anytime soon, but San Francisco would, would argue differently. However, we make these things narratives, and that's the most frustrating part. I, I mean – there, someone literally said today, well, they're like, you're not going to call for Minshew, but if Foles was here, would you call for Foles? I was like, absolutely, because there's a faction of people in this state or this city and fan base that still believe that if Nick Foles was here, we'd be a Super Bowl contender regardless. It's crazy mm-hmm. to me. We love backup quarterbacks here. Yeah. I think we love backup quarterbacks more than any other city in the world. It would have been a, a quiet two weeks. I don't want to say quiet because obviously there's cuts, but it would have been a, for Philly – Media standards. It <laughs> yeah. would have been a quiet two weeks winging up to the season. The anticipation would have been great. And this I'm halfway glad it, it happened. I'm halfway yeah. glad it happened because I don't know what we would have talked about. I mean, the Phillies are falling. I mean, there's Ben Simmons stuff that might come to a head, but no one knows what's happening with that. And quite frankly, I don't really care about. Well, I mean, you had the Sean Couture extension, which was probably a little bit of an overpay, but didn't I didn't even know that like, happened. Yeah, he got extended eight years. Wow. Eight years, seven and a half million dollars. I don't even know if the guys ever scored 30 goals. Can you explain that to me? Why do they do that in hockey? Like eight year deals? I don't know. Maybe it was seven years. I don't know. Has one ever worked years. out? Who's the guy that got like a 12 year deal? Uh, <laughs> Ilya Kovalchuk. Rick DiPietro got a 15 year deal too. Has those, have those, like, I know, you know, like, cause like I'll compare no, to baseball. The 10 year deals none, never worked. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's ever been, there's in the CBA in hockey now, you can't. You can't sign guys to like 15 year contracts anymore. Right. Um, but watch I, this, I watch this transition. One of those guys on those huge, uh, long deals oh, is Francisco no. Lindor. And the Mets, I, 
I, what I said, I said, Gary, I, I can't believe this because we talk about this all the time. But like, I never have an issue with uh, fans talking or sorry, athletes talking back to fans because I wish yeah. sometimes people did the Sixers fans and the Eagles fans. Right. I really uh-huh. do. It had it had to be the Mets on one of their worst runs in a while. So it this is the most frustrating part. And I'm a Mets fan. So this is it. You know, you become very thick skinned to these LOL Mets stories where, oh, that's just the Mets being the Mets. I think, one, the team's addicted to bad PR. I think they are. I don't know what it is, but they're addicted to bad PR. Also, when anything happens with the Mets, which is even, like, on, like, one degree of negative, it gets blown up into a story by everybody in in media. People love the clown on the Mets. I don't know. I'm sure it's warranted to a point. A lot of bad things have happened to them, but it is so blown out. Like, the Kumar Rocker thing, Blown way out of proportion. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. The the raccoon thing blown way out of proportion. It would be hot headline news on ESPN. Now this story is interesting because, look, I don't think. Let's start with this. You trade for bias at the deadline because you were in first place and you're trying to, you're trying to load your team up to attempt to make a run, and then the entire team just stops hitting. They haven't hit all year, but they literally just stop hitting. They go to a gauntlet. They play the Giants and the Dodgers for like 10 straight games, and they lose like 11 games in the in the race at the time. Still not dead yet, even though they're basically dead. In that time, Lindor comes back, and Lindor, listen, he's, he's signed a 10-year deal and has been disappointing to this point. And I'm pretty sure Baez was more or less just venting for Lindor. I think Lindor's struggling with New York. is a free agent, though, right? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's gone at the end of the year. Like, that's Especially, my point. Like, you can't feel good about your Mets, chances of him coming the back. Mets, no, you'll see. Well, the Mets, the Mets confirmed he's not coming back the second they put out the statement last night. You could have just let this go. You could have let this happen on Twitter and handled it internally without making a public statement. And this is the frustration of Mets fans is – Reasonable Mets fans like myself, rational Mets fans like myself, be like, all right, if you just let this like have its little bit of a fire on Twitter for a day, it'll eventually go away. The guy's gonna get booed out of the building tomorrow, and probably deserving because you don't you, you you don't talk back to the fans publicly, I guess. And you know what? I came on here like two weeks ago or last week saying I had no problem with Cohen calling him out. I have no problem with bias calling out the fans at all. It's just it's gonna be tough if you do it in Philadelphia, New York. Or Boston. Yeah, there's no it, it's like it's like both sides. Sorry, both sides can be right, but still yeah. like it's one of those things usually both sides can be wrong. This is like both sides can be right. Listen, the owner can be mad at the players not producing, and the players can be mad at the fans for booing them. And uh, the fans can be right at the players and the for booing fans, them, but don't be the mad. fans. I will never be anti-boo your old team. I think mm-hmm. listen, you're you you pay your money to watch a team and you support a team. People put a lot of time and money in professional sports teams. They don't get a lot back from them. And if they get anything back, it's just happiness or sadness. It's really kind of the middle. So if you want to go voice your displeasure at the ballpark, that's fine. Now, Twitter has opened up this whole thing where athletes will actually interact. If I was a professional athlete, I would not have any social media because I don't know how you don't look at yeah, it. They're it just getting absolutely ram jobbed every day. Yeah, it would be. No, I agree. Uh, I don't know how. If I, if I, I ever make it big, I might, if I ever get that MLB contract, NBA contract, I might just shut it off. I don't think we have to worry about that. But, you know, you as a writer, if you get big, you have to deal with the haters. I look at your comments sometimes, see if people are hating on you. 
Oh my god, I had an argument with this other day. This guy, this other I, day, yeah. this guy about Evan Mobley's telling me it was good as, as yeah. he's gonna be as good as Anthony Davis. I was like, oh my okay. god, I was like, uh, I could, I couldn't believe it. But that's the is that not just the beauty of sports? There's a there's somebody out there that literally believes that every next player is either going to be the next Tom Brady or Michael Jordan. There's people out there that have. Did I lose you in there? Yeah, I got caught off a little bit. Just go okay. ahead and edit it out. Actually, well, we won't gonna... edit it out because we don't edit, but we just keep going. We don't edit it. We don't edit it. So that was my internet's fault. What I was going to say, there, it, the beauty of sports literally is that there's a guy who believes the next prospect will either be Tom Brady or Michael Jordan. And they will die on that hill. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. I'm, people I'm have a, that when Evan Mobley, in th- I'm gonna, I should save that tweet in three years from now. And Evan Mobley, like, <laughs> they cut him from the Cavs. I'll be like, well, doesn't I, even I, make an all-star team. It just sent the old takes exposed. <laughs> but if we get back, I mean, listen, the, the Francisco Lindor, Javi Baez, whole Met situation is not great. I'll go ahead and say that. It's just it's not great. We just got to get through this season and get just get the hell over with. So then Cohen can just go and make changes. That's the other thing. People are putting this right at the feet of Steve Cohen. The guy's owned the team for less than a year. So it's like he hasn't even had a chance to make his like his changes and put his own culture. And so yeah. I will remain upbeat and enjoy it. And another thing, the worst thing in the world to ever happen to the New York Mets is Frank Fleming. He is the worst thing to ever happen to the New York Mets. The big guy who works for Barstool Sports, who all he does is complain about the Mets. He is the worst. And then he's amplified by Barstool Sports, and he's just – he's awful. He's awful. I don't even think he really likes the Mets. I think he just likes to, like, to be miserable. Okay. It's the worst. And, he, and he's just now the public face of the New York Mets fans base, which is – just insane to me that this guy was found because he missed his train on New Jersey transit. And now every single night to millions of people, he's spewing how much the Mets stink. Clearly not as cool as sons and four guy. I mean, sons and four guy has anyone lost any more money on anything than the sons not winning the championship. Sons and four guy, not this is how big sons and four guy guy just to, to close this. In game one of the NBA finals, he hosted a party at a nightclub and, and he was the headliner. <laughs> It was Sons, it was so, not even Sons his and name. Four Guy. Sons and well, he, Four Guy. He did a collaboration with Barstool on T-shirts. Yeah. But the guy, Frank Fleming literally has a full-time job at, at Barstool because he got found missing his New Jersey transit train, and he missed opening day, and he just lost his mind on, on the news. But, listen, it, the Mets are the Mets. I, I just need to get to the end of the season. I, college football started, and that's all I want to worry about. Let's talk a little college football. Did you, did you watch any of the football this weekend? I did, and we've gone okay. back and forth about college football. I was trying to watch as much of the Illinois-Nebraska game. I got to the first quarter, and I was like, oh, this is just, it's, it's just bad. It's just- it, you got to be a lover of Big Ten football to go to watch Big Ten football. That's, but I'll give you that. Obviously, as like a betting man, I was, I was on – I was like watching Hawaii, and I actually am, am a little interested oh, yeah. in UCLA this year. Oh, the games are bad, and I like watching Hawaii. I'm a little interested in Chip Thanks. Kelly's fourth year in UCLA, but oh. – Can't hate on Chip, dude. So, the game – listen, the games are all right. I mean, there's nothing special about any of the game. It's why it's week zero. Now, I mean, <laughs> this week – I told you, this week is good. Like, I'm oh, going to yeah. watch this weekend. Georgia, Clemson – um, Miami, Alabama. Dude, Georgia, like, Clemson. Georgia and Clemson is a is a possible playoff matchup. Yeah, in week one. Yep, in Absolutely. week one. Um, let's see what else you got. There's, there's Georgia's 
Some people are picking Georgia to win the national hey, championship. Temple Rutgers, big game. Well, huge big game. game. Bragging right to the Northeast. Hey, Dewan Mathis, new quarterback for Temple, was the quarterback okay. of Georgia last year, got benched after two games, decided to transfer to Temple, a better school. Big game. Big year for him. Big year. Huge I, there's year. Like, there's a couple sneaky games. Look, UCF, no, Boise UC- State. Like, that's a good UC- game. Yo, UCLA, LSU, that's a big that's, game. That's an awesome game, too. Um, that's a you, frisky line. Penn State, Wisconsin, that's mm-hmm. a good line. Penn, yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of nice games out there. Maryland, West Virginia. If you're into Iowa, kind of Iowa, Indiana. First week, two times. Yeah, it's a Big Ten game. I, I mean, look, Iowa hey, only being a three-point favorite. Well, I don't want to give away my picks because we're about yeah. to get into our picks. So. I'll, I'll let you go first because I don't want to. Some of these are the good games. Well, we're, we're going to do the picks at the end. I'll, I'll let me let me briefly touch on on college football this weekend because all you did was make fun of the Big Ten, which I don't appreciate. Oh, um, that the Nebraska Illinois game was the perfect encapsulation of what Big Ten football is. Here's the other thing, Illinois. Congratulations, you won a game. You're probably going to win two more this year. It's a friend. It's a it's a program people really just don't care about. Let me transition to Nebraska, and this kills me because I love the rope drop radio guys. I really do. And they're huge Nebraska fans. They're both Nebraska alumni guys, and I root for the team. I, you know, I, I sent them a text. I was like, hey, the Scott Frost era really begins today. Let's get this done. And then, obviously, they lose in dramatic fashion again. It's almost hysterical because Scott Frost is like a national hero there in Nebraska, and he's only failed. He's only failed. And it's if you watch a Nebraska football game, it always comes down to they're usually in a game and then they just do something absolutely ridiculous to lose. And their quarterback is the worst quarterback I've ever seen. The guy's addicted to fumbling the football. It, it's Aiden insane. Martinez was like a Heisman favorite last year. Like he was like in insanity. the top 10. I think he was like, I'll say top 10 because I think he was between like the five and seven range. He was like in the five to seven range in the Heisman. Like in the I, beginning listen, of the season. I, I went into that game. I bet the under. It hit. 55 was – I had 54, 52 total points. I was I was ready for a bad beat because Illinois had the ball at, like, their own 46. I was like, hey, you the field goal range. You the field goal ice this game. It's going gonna, it's gonna to push the over, and I'm going to lose my money. Wound up winning. Electric to bet an under and hit it. It really is, especially when you watch the entire game because I did watch the entire game. Um, but there's just not – dude, nothing like betting on football. I don't care what anyone says. There's not a better sport to bet on. And – this weekend, I'm addicted. I cannot wait for week two or week one. The guy, I already have, I already have like 40 bets placed. I will say what college so, football does really well compared to the NFL. Yes, the NFL is on Monday night and Thursday night. College football, listen, you got game, you got days specifically for conferences. Like the maxion is like something you won't get anywhere else, and it's on Tuesday, oh, yeah. Wednesday nights. You know what I mean? Like they, they like the Mac will so, never dominate anything. That's it, also it, great football too. Yeah, it's it's, Ma- it's great bad football. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome to watch on Tuesdays or Wednesday nights. Also, I mean, the Gives Saturday you something to bet times. on. Gives you something to bet on, yeah. baby. I love the match. And actually here, that's because a little separate thing. Every year, we've actually started this year. We picked one team, me and all my friends. One team, uh-huh. you know, uh, again, I bet we liked for the amount of wins. And we picked Ball State over seven and a half. So that's my team okay. this year. Ball that's State. That's your team this year. Nut over State, as I like to call them. Yep, they're my team. Um, I hope they do well. Go Ball State. <laughs> yeah. I have Iowa, Michigan. I have like 40 teams. Uh, let me transition real quick to what last wait, wait, thing. Two teams in the, the Big Ten? Well, listen, I don't really root for Nebraska. I don't. I just – I I really just want Doug McKnight and Derek Sassman to be happy. So, 
I I have a rooting interest because I want their hat. Same thing with Tennessee. Justin Tennessee is a great listener of ours. I just, you know, I want Tennessee to do well just for his sanity. When Nebraska plays Michigan this year, I'm going to tell Doug and Derek to go fuck themselves. But <laughs> until that day, I will support them. All right. Uh, let me All transition right. over to that UCLA game. I bet the over was like 67 and a half. Hawaii just didn't show up. Chip Kelly, UCLA, that team, sneaky. That's a mm-hmm. sneaky team. Yeah. I, w- I touched on this. They play LSU. It's in UCLA this week. So I think it's at the Rose Bowl, right? UCLA is a one-and-a-half-point home dog. It's almost a must bet. Is it one-and-a-half? I saw three, but still. It's, uh... I, I think I still have it at one. I mean, after this week, it might have moved. If I can find it, I'll let you know. But okay. I'm pretty sure I had it at one-and-a-half earlier today. And good Lord, is that a spicy line? I can find it real quick. Keep keep going. I'll I'm, find it. I'm looking for it. But anyway, listen, the, I don't know why. Chip Kelly, like, oddly reminds me of my father. So I will <laughs> always root for Chip. But I like that. I know it drives people insane. I mean, he was an absolute colossal failure here. But also, another thing, part of my take pointed out today, Chip Kelly has gone back to the visor. Chip Kelly mm-hmm. and the visor doesn't lose. So I'm telling you right now, UCLA will win a lot of games this year. I, I I would go as far as saying UCLA might be playing for the Pac-12 championship this year against Chip Kelly's former team, Oregon. Also, Oregon, I think week four, goes to Ohio State, and that's going to be a very interesting game. On FanDuel, it's three and a half. FanDuel, it's exciting. I'm on the score. I don't know why I'm using the score now, probably because I just wanted to sign up bonus. Also, uh, Barstool Sportsbook figured it out. Like, they still can't – they still won't verify me. So, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on with that. But I just – I need to place bets. But I do – I like that – this UCLA-LSU game, very interesting. Yeah. it's. I mean, even the Sunday night game – Florida State Notre Dame. That's always a great game to watch. In the Monday <sighs> night, Ole Miss Lane so Kiffin versus Malik Cunningham and and Louisiana. Uh, wow, Louisiana, Louisville. I think this Louisville? is a big week for college football. I think college football has really had a tough time not marketing its game, but marketing trying to convince people that there's enough contenders. You know what I mean? I think they've really struggled to do that, and I think a big week one like this, right? People will think it won't help. I think it will. Because if you get one upset, right, just one, you know, like a UCLA beats LSU or a, a Georgia beats Clemson, even though Georgia's already in that discussion. But if you just get two or three upsets where they shouldn't be in these big, big games, it will really draw people into college football because now you got eight to ten teams that can possibly make the playoffs instead of the, the four to six. The the NIL, um, just the being able to make money on their name and likeness, right? Mm-hmm. is going to do absolute wonders for college football because it's not going to be about where I can go and win the most. It's going to be about where can I go be successful and make the most money. So mm-hmm. the landscape of the, of the NCAA is going to change and the big 12 is, is caving in on itself. So eventually we're going to be going towards four power conferences and it's going to be great. I know it's a couple of years out, People should, yeah. people should watch college football. College football is very good. They've already tried with this realignment thing. All right, here's my college football story for you. I told you I had a funny story. So I woke up okay. one day, ready? And I first thing mm. I do every single morning is I go on my betting Twitter and I check to see if I gain new followers um, to you know do my picks and all that. And I see a check mark, someone who followed me with a check mark. I was, like, I was like, oh my God, there's no way. 
Do you remember the name Bryce Petty? <laughs> yeah, wasn't he? Uh, oh my God, was he the quarterback for Baylor? Quarterback for Baylor. Followed and my the New gamb- York Jets. Yeah, followed my gambling Twitter account. <laughs> I wanted to go like That's three and out. I wanted to go like three and out, but like shout out at Bryce Petty for following. <laughs> yeah, for giving me the money. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I got an update on this. Ele- this I should have taken it one and a half this morning. I got it at three and a half now. UCLA plus three mm-hmm. and a half. Um, we'll we'll talk about golf briefly, but quick. Let's give me. Uh, I know you watched the Jake Paul fight. Tell me about this Jake Paul fight. I know I know Jake Paul won again, correct? So Jake Paul won, but it was a lot closer than actually people thought. As in Jake Paul's not a good boxer. Let's keep it simple. But he's entertaining. He's really entertaining. And he's getting it's just like it's like watching your boys fight in the backyard. Tyron Woodley hit him with a shot and actually almost knocked him down. He kind of fell back on the ropes. People are debating if it's a knockdown or not. I think it is. But it's just the energy. Like Cleveland, that's the stadium was rocking. And you just don't really were get they, that. Were they outside? No. They were inside the Cavs arena, the Quicken Loans Arena. Oh, okay. Oh, the and, Q? Yeah, and the stadium was loud. I'm telling you, it was the atmosphere was awesome. You just don't really get that that much in boxing anymore. And Jake Paul, I don't care who he fights. I don't care if he fights someone bad or someone good. He's bringing energy to a sport that does not have a lot of energy right now. And it's 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 exciting making, to watch. You're making a great point because I I I couldn't agree with you more. Boxing purists can't get upset because boxing needs Jake Paul more than Jake Paul needs boxing. What's the last boxing event that you watched? You're not even paid for. Like, I mean, or maybe you paid for. Uh, so the last one I, I paid for, I did pay for McGregor Mayweather. Okay, so I watched McGregor Mayweather. That was five years ago, around right. this time. So it was. I remember it was. We we stayed up really late because we had driven home from the Little League World Series. That day. So think about it. Five five years ago was the last time you paid for a fight. I watched that fight. I watched the Wilder Fury fight. That's really it. Either that, but I've watched. I know, all four and you you were actually fights. trying to you were trying to get me to buy that fight, and I told you no. Um, yeah, listen, I I've never paid for UC, uh, UFC. I've never paid for UFC. Mm. There's the rough and rowdy count because I pay for that. I'll I, watch rough and rowdy. See, I. I don't think it counts, but it's it is boxing. I, don't, I, I guess I've, I've I mean for a it's a very bad it. form of boxing, but it's hysterical. Yeah, but it, it's just so entertaining. That it, it's it's awesome. so entertaining. It, let me tell you something. If you if you are a follower of the Rough and Rowdy or just follower of Barstool in general, and you haven't paid the twenty dollars to watch it, you should watch it. I do not work for Barstool, and I get no cut on this. <laughs> Disclaimer. You should watch the rough and rowdy just for the commentary of what's happening in the ring because they're not fighting each other. It's just two guys in the backyard throwing haymakers. It's hysterical. It's, all, it's awesome. It's it's fantastic. It's so funny. It is one of the funniest things. And they've been doing it. And one thing Barstool does really well, they've built personalities around it. Pac-Man Jones just fought some random kid from Braintree and lost. <laughs> I mean, who was it? Ken Seiko fought and, and threw a fight. Like it's, they get people to show up to these things. Bill Burr was there one time commentating it because it's just fucking so funny. It's let worth me, every penny of the $20. Let me get your take on this. We, we've talked about in our fancy football group chat for our next punishment to just DM Barstool and be like, hey, this guy came in last place in fancy football. We need you to set him up with someone to fight with. 
as his punishment. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if you if you fight in rough and rowdy, I will I will fly to wherever that fight is and watch you get your ass kicked because I don't believe in you. No, uh, I don't, I don't believe they don't you. get many five foot seven, hundred. I'd say hundred sixty pound, fifty five pound people. You win like five hundred dollars if you win. Yeah, you probably get probably get a decent payday. Uh, it doesn't. It's what it's what boxing needs. Without without going into much detail, boxing needs these kind. That's why everyone liked McGregor and when McGregor fought me, whether it was the biggest yeah. fall ever. They just need now, these kind of people that they don't have. It, now Mayweather fought the other Paul brother, right? Yeah, Logan Paul, which was a joke. Like there was, that, that was, was like a huge joke. That they was called a, a draw. That was no. Nah, it didn't even have like it, it. It was nothing. It was just it was. There was no winner. It was basically you get knocked out or there's no winner. Yes, that's that was just a clear money grab from both of them, probably. Mm-hmm. The the thing I like, and I think Jake Paul's the one that keeps calling out McGregor, right? No, yeah, maybe Jake Paul calls. I I think he's calling out like Tyson Fury's like son, or his, I think it's his son or his father, his son like that. It's another guy named Fury. I'm just assuming that. Jake I Paul- do look forward to the. I do look forward to the day where Jake Paul just gets knocked the fuck out. Yeah, see, that's but the I, best part. Yeah, the best part is that I don't care if he can knock out anybody that's worse than them, and I'll find entertained. And then if he gets knocked out, I'll find it entertaining. That's the best part it, about it. Explain to me what Jake Paul did to become such a big YouTuber. Like, what was it? And then oh, he had like the I whole Team know, Ten he, thing, right? He was in Disney, and then he was a part of this whole YouTube squad. And then he basically was too. He so Disney has this like whole thing about like child actors, where like they have rules, and he didn't want to be part of those rules. So he started becoming like a partier and all that. And he, he basically took like a 180. Like that you hear a lot of times about these Disney actors who like just take complete yeah. 180s. He was like one of them, but he actually turned it into successful stuff. And there were some bumps along the road, but I mean, yeah. give the guy credit for not being, I mean, cause we've heard some terrible you know, stories about things that happened to Disney actors, like after, like when their lives take 180 child actors in general. Yeah. Yeah. So he is grown into a success. I mean, he, it was just YouTube. And then he said one day, I want to be a boxer and people didn't take him. Ser- That's like, people didn't take him seriously. So he got a money fight to fight Nate Robinson. Boom. Knocks him out. And then these UFC guys think that they can, you know, just do it. Knocks Ben Askren out. And then Tyron Rudley, who was his toughest task, right? Gave him a competitive fight. But I'll tell you, if you actually watch the fight, Jake Paul won seven out of the eight rounds. Like he did. I got to I'm going to have to find a way to watch just to watch the fight. Because here's the thing. I still find boxing interesting. I just won't pay for it. I think that's the frustrating thing. I wish it just wasn't stuck behind a paywall, but I understand that's how these guys make their money because no network can I, actually, you can't do it correctly. You need it to be unfiltered. So it needs to be pay-per-viewed and has to be on a prime premier network because I'm pretty sure it was on Showtime this time or something like that. Yeah. Um, let me transition uh, away from Jake Paul because I do find it interesting. I will watch it. I want to ask you about um, Wawa. I saw this ad today, and I know it's been around for a while. Have you had the Wawa cheeseburger? Oh, no, I haven't. I've tasted their fries that go with it. I've not had the are, cheeseburger. Are their fries any good? The fries are pretty good. Nice and crispy. Okay. So I think what we need to do this week, I think this week me and you both have to have a Wawa burger and come back and just give our honest take on it. Okay. I'll get a Wawa I have a burger. weird feeling it's it's probably not that bad. Nothing. There's only... There's only one thing that Wawa has that's bad that I've ever what gotten. That's it? the mozzarella sticks. Don't even talk. Well, the cheesesteaks aren't good either. Oh, yeah. I would never get cheesesteak from Wawa. But they, they, no if you, you're getting a Wawa cheesesteak, like, come on. Yeah. No one's that, that should be going without being said. I mean, if you live around this area, don't go to yeah. Wawa 
to get. A I had steak. a guy come in. He's like, oh, I got a cheesesteak at Wawa last night. And I'm like, why? Why? I mean, I, listen, I've done it because I was like, oh, I'll see what it's all about. It's not good. It's not good. It's a one and done. One and it's done. One and don't done. Touch I'm again. not going to get the gobbler. I don't like cranberry sauce. I'm actually just not that high on Thanksgiving dinner in general. I think it's mm-hmm. good, not great. I, I think it's a very overrated dinner. I agree. Uh, yeah. yeah. I haven't had the cheeseburger. It's probably good. Um, I heard the fr- I've had the fry, it's the fries. It's pretty good. I'll probably get a cheeseburger, a little lettuce, caramelized onions. Give it a little run. By yeah. Review. I was going to say, I'm not going to put any, I know everyone likes their food difference. I'm just going to say, we're going to get a burger the way we would eat it. And then we'll discuss next week. And if it was any good. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, fair. I know you wanted to talk um, about this golf a little bit that I've known. Yeah. No, about. I know you didn't watch it. I just wanted to say, and as a guy who used to produce a golf podcast, I'm a little disappointed in that you didn't watch it all. We went to a playoff, Patrick Cantlay, Bryson DeChambeau, six playoff holes. Wow, that's six a lot. Six playoff holes. It was awesome. It was unreal. And DeChambeau lost because the guys can't putt and everyone roots against them. And I love it. So shout out to the PGA for having, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Goff has the best playoff. It just does. In terms of overtime, I'm going to say overtime. I'm going to say it's PGA overtime, NHL hockey. Playoffs, college football. Those you don't are like my penalty three. kicks. Man, PKs are a little dumb. I think. I don't think. I mean, I understand they need to end the game because they can't just play forever. But like, I it's kind of a guessing game. Yeah, PKs are a little interesting. PKs um, are a little dumb. I did read a little bit on Twitter that Bryson is getting a little uh, babyish again and kick someone hey, out. Dude, this this guy, someone needs to call the ambulance for him. He's the worst. Like I. I am so actively rooting against him that it's killing me inside that I'm going to have to root for him come Ryder Cup season. Oh, yeah. Which is, which is quickly approaching. Is and it? it's quickly approaching. It's in September. And here's a little... Because the time is so hard, anyone who listens to this that did listen to Water Hazard, maybe we'll have Max on for a nice little Ryder Cup preview. Yeah. Like I sometime, absolutely should. We should absolutely What day is the Ryder so, Cup? I don't know. It's in late September. Maybe like it's tough to t- to put Max on a timer. Um, if you ever host a show with Max, it's hard to hard to stop him from saying things because he's a little long winded. But maybe we'll put him on a ten minute timer just to go on the Ryder Cup. Educated, but long. Educated, very educated. In fact, I might next year I might just bring Water Hazard back and just sit Max down and pre-record my questions. And play Madden, and as soon as he stops talking, just hit the next question, just let him go, because that's where you would get the the best value out of Water Hazard. But we'll have him in in to talk a little bit more, because that guy loves golf and he loves betting on golf, even though eh, he might have been at first at the end. I don't remember who was. In first. It, it really wasn't that um, far right, off. Let's do this. Theory. It wasn't, but memories, baby, memories. All right, a little new segment at the end of each show. We're gonna give three picks of the week through college through college and NFL season. Um, we'll do it through the Super Bowl. So at a certain point, we're only going to be able to pick one game. PJ is going to keep track. It's going to be wins and losses, not units. And it's got to be against the spread or an over-under. You can't take a money line. So this week, we only have college football. So let's let's start with that. PJ, what's your first pick this week? All right, first pick, I'm going to Maction, but I'm taking the Maction team at uh, ACC school that is terrible at football, and that is Syracuse. I'm taking Ohio plus one and a half at Syracuse. I think they come away with the win. I think they're just clearly a better team. Um, and I think the line's getting a little favorable to an ACC team that's should not even be that's not clearly as good as the other team against it. So I'll take Ohio plus no. one and a half. 
All right. I'll take us all the way out to the University of Southern California. I like the Trojans against San Jose State minus 14 this week. The Trojans were kind of trendy last year. They were a sexy pick last year. They have a lot of talent back. They should handle San Jose State. I think 14. It's disrespectful to the Trojans. Roll on. All right. I like that. All right. We talked about this fight game on, earlier. Fight on. Fight on. Fight on. Fight on. Talked about on. this game earlier, and I'm going to pull the punch. I'm actually a big LSU guy, too, which kind of kills me. I think UCLA not only covers the three and a half, which I'm going to put the spread on, I think they get it done at the Rose Bowl against LSU. Okay. It's a big year for Chip Kelly. And I, I think you said it wouldn't surprise you in the Pac-12 championship. This is a big momentum game to really say that Chip Kelly has made his rise at UCLA. Think back, I'll take UCLA plus three and a half at home. And PJ, you must be looking at my picks. I will also be taking the Bruins plus three and a half at home to beat the LSU Tigers. I there's something about this team. The defense is good. I like their quarterback. LSU's listen. LSU's one of those hot and cold teams. Whether they're going to be really good or they're going to be just okay. I like UCLA. I like the Bruins this year. Full disclosure, we'll have to keep track of this because I don't know how many times Gary and I are going to agree on picks. If we, I have a feeling that usually how things go, if we agree on it, it's going to miss. So we'll, we'll have like a little side thing if we ever yeah, agree on the pick, what, what, the, what the record that. is. So fade that. All right. My third pick is this is a little, this is a little uh, personal play because how much I hate the other team. I'm going to go Louisiana Lafayette is going to cover the eight points at the never will be back Texas Longhorns. I hate Texas with a passion. Yeah. They will never be back. Louisiana Give them the horns the down. Horns down right in. What is What's their stadium? Is it like the field house? What do they call it? I don't know what it's called. Listen, they're not even the most popular team in Texas. People care more about Texas A&M than they care about Texas football. Texas football, horns down for life. Screw that they're, team. They're starting some freshman I think there's not some fre- I don't even know the quarterback is he sucks. Louisiana Lafayette was actually like 12 and one last year or they were 11. They were like nine and one. They're actually very good. They're ranked for a reason. They're ranked 23rd in the country. A lot of people don't don't know that. So they're actually a very good non power five team. I always like that spot when a very good non power five team plays a little bit overrated power five team. I think usually the non power five team surprises you. So I'll take them there. All right. Here's here's a value. The most overrated team because of the coach is Minnesota. P.J. Fleck, nice guy, great guy. He's playing out of his league this week. Minnesota's at home. They're 14-point underdogs to Ohio State. Ohio State will absolutely roll the Golden Gophers. Give me Ohio State minus the 14. They're at Minnesota? They're at Minnesota. They're only 14-point favorites. Almost disrespectful. Yeah, and just for everyone that, I mean, we've gone – all three of them will repeat them, but we're, we'll post these on Twitter. Like we will post these on, on Friday. Uh, I think all these games are on Saturday. We'll have to double check. We're going to put them on sure. Saturday. So we'll, we'll put them on Saturday and we'll also quote tweet it from your gambling podcast or your gambling thing. And mm-hmm. we'll get it out there to the people. Get we'll it out do, to the people. We'll be like, like, we'll have like Gary be like another pretend capper and Mike Camby things like I'm a capper. And we'll be like capper versus capper war. Yeah. Ooh, there we go. So let's hear it. What do we have? I know. I know I have right, Ohio you got, State ready? minus 14 at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Oh, you wrote them down. Perfect. I wrote them down. You got USC minus 14 versus San Jose State. You got yep. UCLA plus three and a half versus LSU. And you have Ohio State, the Ohio State minus 14 at Minnesota. I Kills have, me inside to pick that team. Kills okay. me inside. Yeah, I'm a Michigan man. I, I like the Wolverines this week. Little bonus pick. I like the Wolverines plus the minus 17 and a half. I do like the mm-hmm. Wolverines. 
I got Ohio plus one and a half at Syracuse. Me and Gary both agree on UCLA plus three and a half at, or sorry, home against LSU. And I got Louisiana Lafayette plus eight at Texas. Horns, Horns down, down, baby. Horns down. I think we can always agree on that. Well, you have anything else for us tonight? I got through my Bryce Patty story. I got my okay. ball states. I got my ball state story. Got through Jake Paul. Got through golf. Um, we got two weeks to Eagles football season. So I don't know what we're gonna talk about next week. No Eagles football, but we'll have to figure it out. Oh, I'm sure. Here's a bold prediction for you. Cool. I'm sure there'll be something to talk about. I got one thing. Jordan Howard, did, does he make the team? Did you hear about you know IMG Academy? I know you've heard of IMG Academy. It's like a prep school in Florida. Right, well, uh, okay, no, I don't know who it is, but okay. I, 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 IMG, I know where this is going. IMG Academy is an insane prep school in Florida. Somehow scheduled a game versus a team that a school that doesn't exist. Whoa, they got catfished? They played Bishop Sycamore, which is apparently they beat them 58 nothing, by the way. But Bishop Sycamore is an allegedly fake high school track record. Tracked by ES, they, they convinced ESPN to put the game on national TV. And this school that IMG played is not even a real school. Ready? Here, here, here is the headlines of Bishop Sycamore. There has allegedly never been a Bishop Sycamore fake school. They've played two games in three days. That doesn't happen in football. One and two screams fake school. Their head coach currently has an active arrest warrant. Most of their players are junior college dropouts who are nowhere near high school age, and they lost 58 <laughs> to nothing to IMG Academy. This is hysterical. That is the fake internet, news man. media, the fake news media. Oh, wait, did you have an Afghanistan take? I know you were dying to give an Afghanistan take before the pod. Hopefully it goes well over there. Okay, yeah, wishing the best to the Afghanis. Yeah. And, and not to make a joke out of it, it's a terrible situation, but truly we do, we do hope for the best for everyone. In Afghanistan. All right, let's get out of here. We just made the whole pot awkward and sad. Um, thoughts and prayers to people down in uh, Louisiana with the hurricane. True. Hope everything's going well. Um, we will talk to you. I don't know when we're going to record next, but we're supposed to put out a week. We have to put out a podcast a week now because we have a picks game. So look for us at some point next week. I'm not sure, but we'll be back. I promise. Well, we'll, we'll be back. <laughs>